you ain't ever gonna wear a Bloodline shirt ever again. You ain't ever gonna wear it again because I got you a new one. Wow! Wow! I guess welcome to the family. And here's why. It's not just because you're ma-ma-ma mid. No, 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 no. It's because I'm a god to these people, Wheelsy. They adore me. They worship me. They would drink my spit if they could. Do you understand me? There isn't a single man in this arena who wouldn't let me sleep with their wife. And the only reason I won't is because I have standards. See, the reason I came out here was to wish your buddies in the main event good luck. You know, the Blackpool Cuckold Club? I want to wish them best of luck because what's happening tonight is they're not fighting for the world title. No, they're fighting to lose the world title to Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name, Kenta. Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything <laughs> about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> <laughs> Probably look like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Are impressionists. Uh, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jeez. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good wrestling day. It is I, the Professor. Welcome back. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. The Top of Wrestling is here to bring you the top of news, the top of wrestling, the top of, well, Monday Night Wars from 25 years ago. New shit, old shit, 
good stuff. And, and, well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, the man that's still in first place in our fantasy league, ODM. All right, Professor, let's get this fucking shit show over with because I don't want to talk about what we got to talk about tonight. Fucking disappointed as hell. What part? These motherfuckers. Are you not, talking not, about like... Not quite elite wrestling. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know you, if you meant like that or what is like made us, I don't know, prolong this night and this recording for like several hours. I've been waiting for ODM for several hours. It's apparently his anniversary. He had to get his D wet. But here he is. He's two ready times. to go. Two to Oh, two <laughs> times. Ow! 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 <laughs> Kids, I hope you're listening. So he's in a good right. mood. You know what? That makes you, if it was a trios thing, yeah. want to know. But you know what? Speaking of, hey, did you see Paige showed up on Dynamite? <laughs> I did. I I popped. Uh, man, I don't know if she's had some work done because she looks different. You know what I mean? It, it, it's weird. She looks she looks kind of different. Maybe she toned down the makeup or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, dude, I popped. Uh, it was cool to see. What was even cooler to see yeah, was the no. meme. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> right. I've seen several. My favorite one, uh, like, there's the trios, like, bracket and in, in what she has. My favorite was her walking out with her tongue out. And there's Brad Maddox with a... a camera in mm. the, the corner of the picture. That's the best meme. <laughs> Something just no, get for old. real. Hey, you know, it's the edge, the Danielson thing. If you can come back, you can do it. Cool. Glad to see it. Let's see what happens. And she'll be live on Dynamite tonight. So we shall see. Do you think in-ring competitor or less? Good question. Uh, I'd like to say in-ring competitor, but that hasn't really necessarily been working out for us. Uh, she had the Christian Cage treatment where she came out and didn't say anything. I mean, she actually did say stuff. She just didn't have a mic on her. Um, this is my house. Yeah, I know. Pretty much. Yeah, that's all she said. I don't know, man. I the heart wants it, but I think the mind knows better. So we'll see. Hopefully it, it's a spark, but then again, come our top topic, we're going to discuss why that might just be a bad thing. That's very true. And if you wanted to see the best of, of, uh, Soraya, just go to Pornhub. And, all right, here we go. Let's get on the rest of the news. Hey, hang on. I'm going to back up here. Look at, You've been celebrating your anniversary. My wife has been sick, and I've been just throwing them back, waiting for ODM to hop on and record tonight. So you're getting the worst and best of <laughs> thy professor. <laughs> it's going to be all out part two. All out part two. <laughs> part three. Part, part do, part do. 
All right, let's let's get let's get serious. Some news. All right, uh, White Rabbit, the White Rabbit. WWE has been teasing this. Lots of cryptic things. They're they're softballing them. They're really not that hard. You know, QR codes, geographical coordinates, stuff like that. Um, a lot of people are just jumping to the Bray Wyatt conclusion. Me personally. I think it's simpler than that. I think it's just carrying across because he was White Rabbit and CMML, CMLL, I think, or, or Lucha Underground. <clears throat> so, listen, again, as I always say on this show, I'm not saying it's what I want. I'm not saying I think it's what's right. I'm saying I think that's what it is. Okay. So... You don't have a guy that's on TV and then do a vignette for him. It's and... WWE. Have we met yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Murph. Have we met? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, all right. That's fair. But I, I'm going to go the Bray thing. I've seen some returning edge ideas, but. I still am going to hold out the hope for Bray. It's Jefferson Starship, man. Or airplane. Airplane. Which one? Yeah, it's airplane. Airplane. Weekly Cornette reference. They went into a whole... Brian last one. I listened. A, a 10 minute thing about the history of Jefferson airplane to Jefferson Starship to just Starship. I was like, and, that was actually kind of I impressive. And I think that's I why like I'm that. more confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look it. End of the day, there's the option that it would be Bray with Karrion Cross and Scarlet and Braun Strowman and Dexter Loomis. Look, if, if, if that's what they pull off, goddamn, one of the coolest things of all time. But I don't give anybody. In WWE, that kind of credit. They didn't do that. It's not what's happening. <laughs> Ray ain't coming Ray home. Ray ain't coming home. Yeah, no, it, that's it's too sweet. It's it, it's it's too much fun to look forward to. It's then again, it is Triple H. So I mean, I, for me, I'm excited to see what it is. I hope I'm not let down because again, it is Triple H, and uh, I, I'd like to think that there'll be a little bit more behind this because. Look, again, not to go too much into our t a top topic, but if Triple H nails this, he completely blows AEW out of the water because they've well, kind of dropped the ball on these things. Do you want to follow up with our following uh, news segment here with the, the next piece of news? Well, yeah. Remember remember a long time ago? Remember when NXT was good? Remember. Remember that? Pepperidge Farms remembers. Remember we had the fight pit with uh, Riddle, Matt Riddle, and uh, Timothy Thatcher? Thatcher. Remember how cool that was? Well, that was a Triple H production. It looks like he's bringing it to the main roster. It's going to be Extreme Rules, Rollins versus Riddle in the fight pit. No one can see my happy face. I just did it right here, but it was fucking exciting. All right, they they did try to redo it with Champa and Thatcher. It was mm -hmm. okay. I think Rollins is a badass. Mm -hmm. I think him and Riddle are about to have one of the best 
like almost near five star matches on WWE television in the last couple of years, <clears throat> guaranteed. They certainly have the potential to do it. Uh, me personally, I yeah. would almost rather see them fight in just like a, like a regular cage match. Uh, what I'd like to see in the fight pit, you know what I'd like to see in the fight pit? Lashley versus Lesnar. But that's never going to happen, so. Give it time. Yeah. Sometimes. All right. Uh, so after we've been talking about Aleister Black leaving AEW, and, uh, you know, he's issued a statement recently. Uh, but now Buddy Matthews has left, let out a statement basically saying he's going to be stepping away. Uh, and it, it was basically him retiring from House of Black. So uh, timeline, Alistair, rumors of Aleister Black leaving, Aleister Black curtain call at All Out, uh, AEW trademarks House of Black, Aleister Black releases statement, Buddy Matthews releases statement. So now it looks like there is no House of Black. Who the hell knows what Brody King's going to do? Huh. That sucks. Yeah. I can't wait to go to the top topic. All right. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> well, let's, let's. What let's, else you got? Let's put a couple more in the chamber just to prepare us for that. Uh, Bobby Fish uh, showed up at Impact Wrestling at Victory Road. So apparently those texts to Triple H went unanswered. Um, so you know what? Let's, let's be. All right. <laughs> so I know I sent you. It was it was through a kayfabe thing, but it was it looked like Bobby Fish hitting up Triple H nonstop. And some of the things are like, "Hey man, I tried asking Kyle and Adam. They're not on board. I'm listening to Motorhead. What are you doing? (laughs) WID. What are you up to? You there, boss? Please, man. You there? Yeah." I don't, God, I, and he's had his shit with uh, CM Punk. You know, what's funny. I'm not sure if he caught it, but during the scrum, when all, everything he could have said about everybody, he's like, Adam Cole, he's a sweetheart. He's a good guy. He had nothing but good things to say about Adam Cole. And Fish is out. O'Reilly is on a, uh, Injured reserve. Fish, you go to Impact. I'm like, are you just going like, hey guys, I just want you to know I'm giving up. Everybody, look over here. I'm on Impact. I gave up. I'm done. <laughs> Pretty much, it's the perfect spot for him. So, uh, I, listen, <laughs> I just went to pull up something on my phone uh, for bringing it to the table, just so I had it ready. Uh, but I saw an alert, and uh, regarding the White Rabbit. A major hint. So, uh, there was a, a, some clips of the, white... the beauty of recording really late at night. I know. We might actually catch something here and be on top of it for once. Uh, video shows clips of White Rabbit, among them spliced together from clips of WWE promos. And they're put together to say, who killed the world? You did. Feed your head. And the number 40701. But none of that is what we're talking about here. Some people are very curious. They looked into the source code of the video and found something very, very interesting. There, plain as day, inside the site code are the words, No man is ever truly good. No man is ever truly evil. 
which, if you don't remember, are the first two lines of Alistair Black's theme music. Oh. Nah. I'm like just reading what dealing people with have this. found. I'm just reading what people have found. That's all. Uh, <laughs> you sound like Enzo and Dusty's your mentor. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. What else you wait. got, man? Hikuleo turns on the Switchblade Jay White, realigns with Tamatanga. Um, I want to care more about this, but. I haven't been paying as much attention to New Japan as you have lately, so. No, I, I, so that was that Burning Spirit, and the upcoming event will be the Declaration of Power, which will be on the 10th of October, Tonga, Jay White. Um, look at, I said I wanted to win, but. Hikaleo doing what he did, I feel like he's just going to turn at the last second on I'm Tonga. Cool. I yeah. don't know. It, it seemed kind of premature in the whole thing unless Tonga pulls it off in Sumo Hall on October 10th. So from there, we shall see what the, the plan will be. All right. Good luck, Tama Tonga. We're rooting for you. Uh, last bit of news, just a bit of feel-good stuff, because uh, as much as you may hate John Cena in the ring, it's hard to hate him in real life. Huge movie star and uh, all-around good dude. Uh, proven by the fact that he has granted his 650th Make-A-Wish. It is the most uh, anybody has ever fulfilled, and I believe it's more than like the next three people combined or something ridiculous like really? that. Yeah, I mean he's no shit. He's way ahead of everybody. The dude is like, you ever want to cry? Just watch like John Cena make a wish shit, and like they did, they reverse did one to him where they were interviewing him, and a kid came up to him and surprised him. Dude, oh fucking uh, all around good dude. So props to John Cena. Well, you know, and we watched the the Connor the Crusher. You know, that, mm. that whole thing with Dan O'Brien and, and how these guys are legit heroes for so many. And yeah. I gave Cena so much shit for years. I'm like, why the fuck are we just pushing him and pushing him and pushing him? You could... Take the Triple H route, right? And you have the, well, I, I banged the, the boss's daughter and I could do it anything I want to, right? Rain, shine, happiness, sadness. Cena showed up no matter what. And the fact that he did this many hitting a Guinness Book of World Records when it comes to a Make-A-Wish... Yo, fucking good for him. I, I'm so... That's so cool for him. And it's kind of cool to be a wrestling fan because that hit a Guinness Book of World Records. That beats your Jeters, Jordans, LeBrons, all those guys. Fucking Cena. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't know. I, 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 to me, 
I think we shit on him all too often because of being the overpushed guy and whatever. But I, I that's that was a really cool piece of news, and I love it. Yeah, or it's the whiskey. I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> well, we had to end on a positive note with the news because we're just going to be nothing but vitriol at the end of this one. Hit it up. Well, let's get right into one of those reasons. Um, in news I wasn't even aware of, Solo Sokoa was forced to drop the North American title, probably because he's on the main roster now. <laughs> it was so stupid. It was one of those things where I was like, all right, so they met in a conference room, and, and Michaels was there, and he's like, Solo, I appreciate that you won the match, but you were not supposed to be in the match. Okay? <laughs> so, we have to take the title away. Get the fuck out of here. Do you have any idea how many title reigns would go to shit right there alone? Oh, yeah. All right, I'll leave it. Uh, I, whatever. Uh, the original title holder was uh, Carmelo Hayes. And now it's going to be done in a five-way ladder match. Well, naturally, that's how it typically is defended. And Solo's not even going to be there. They're like, hey, man, good luck on SmackDown. Peace. Okay. I didn't get it. All I know is you didn't lose points. You personally. I know that's your guy right? and yeah, you have him in the, now, the draft. What I meant, but here's what I'm interested in. So I didn't lose points because he didn't lose a title. He, he had to vacate it. Uh, that's not in the rules. So Tiger Queen, don't be a bitch. I know it's hard, but what if he freebirds? Cosplay yourself into it. <laughs> What if he freebirds with the Usos? He's a tag champ. <laughs> yeah. No, because the Usos have been so dominant. No. I, I nah. Yeah. You watch. You wait Sorry. and see. Let the points roll in. You do that too. <laughs> it'll be a botch move. It'll be a botch move, just like how uh, you Scarlet threw a fireball at Drew McIntyre. That was fucking terrible. I saw a still of it. Oh, uh... it, hey, it's not even the worst thing. We're gonna get to more. <laughs> There's more botch. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, it was just really bad. You, you know, they got we had a. It was this. It was it, what was worse, that one or the Undertaker one with Paul Bear, where it took him like twenty minutes to light the goddamn piece of paper. Scarlet made it the worst. Wow. Eesh. Can we say something though? It's bad timing. Just bad timing. Jericho has done it so many yeah. times and made it look so good as the Wizard. That when they did it, it was just so bad. Yeah. All right. There's that. But all right. Personally, my favorite part of SmackDown. <laughs> Sammy Uso. Again, I'm not messing that up. He became the honorary Uso. 
dude, the entire segment, the moment, Roman looking like he was just (laughs) about to turn on Sammy. You ain't ever going to wear that bloodline shirt again. It, It looked bad, but then throws him the honorary ooze. Dude, I can't tell you how much my heart feels happy every time I see I, I see Sammy and Jimmy do their <laughs> fucking shake or their their handshake. The bam, 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 bam. It's so goddamn awesome because Jay's looking on like, are you really doing this white motherfucker? Are you goddamn serious? It looks it's. All of it is so well done. It's a, why can't WWE watch this and go, all right, we're doing this on all shows. This is <laughs> what right, we well. need. Let's let's move it. Al- not not that exact right, storyline, right, right. but I'm gotcha. saying like you have it there. You're being right. smart. Like, oh my god, I it was so good. I love it. And then even more so. Ricochet and I don't remember who were backstage Sammy. fucking with Sammy and, oh, sorry, and okay. making fun of him. Yeah. Who? Uh, I think it was uh, Mad Cat Moss, was it? Yeah. They were messing with him. They're like, yo, you, you don't really mean much to the. You think you're just an honorary ooze, blah, blah, blah. Solo comes in out of nowhere and beats the fuck out of both of them <laughs> defending Sammy. Dude. I am so on board with this entire storyline. You got me. Thank you. Yeah, it's good shit. And shout good out to job. Nightwing. Shout out to Nightwing for sharing the updated Sami Zayn Wikipedia page where they added Anoa'i <laughs> to his name. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you Fantastic. every time I see him do the handshake, I'm like, it's so ridiculous. It's like watching <laughs> the blackest guy doing a handshake with the whitest guy. And, like, it's the best thing of like, watching them together. Sammy plays the part. And he's like... It couldn't be anybody oh, else. God, I can't wait for the turning point. When, mm. where, how. You got me hooked. Good job. Yeah, absolutely. Good job. Because meanwhile, AEW, they're not doing that. We'll meanwhile, the on the topic. other channel. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Grand Slam. We get the Acclaim versus Swerve uh, in their glory. Uh, what do you call them? Swirly. Uh, their second, the rematch. Man, there were a couple missed spots, like slash botches. Uh, somebody used, went to use the, ju- or the boom box on somebody and uh, used it on Keith Lee. One hundred percent missed. There yep. were a, p- a couple times where people took bumps for something that didn't happen. It was bad. Other than that, yep. the match was okay. It, it, it was a letdown from the all-out uh, match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Crowd yep. popped. Crowd popped. But and we've got new tag team champs and the acclaimed, and it's awesome to see. Eh, but you know what? Hang on, I've began to realize how bullshitty a crowd pop can really be. Sure. You gave them what they wanted, they're going to, hey, but 
you really miss the actual energy at All Out. The yeah. This match sucked. It was not as good by no. any means. And by the way, that is a goddamn skid mark on the night that was Dynamite Grand yep. Slam. Yep, yep. Well, I see the results are in a weird order, but we're going to go with it. Um, oh, God, I can't. There, there's so much. I'm just going to shit all over AEW today. Uh, in our main event, we had Moxley versus Daniel. It's why we're here! <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's why we're here. Yeah, it is indeed. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, welcome to eight, or Top of Wrestling After Dark. So <laughs> it, it, wait, That's right. Nobody realizes not only was uh, ODM hitting it not once but twice, it is uh, the After Dark session for us, and both of the wives are asleep and cuddled up. Mine is sick. His is all extremely happy and satisfied. But this is its kind of like the... Uh, that's right, baby. It's the top of wrestling news. Do you want to make it sound that sexy? Too late? Too soon? What all right, let's that? move on. What was the one from last? Up All Night? How did she do it? I'm Rhonda Shear, and I've been up all night. <laughs> this is the top of wrestling. If we've been up all night. Uh, let's get through this shit show. Moxley Danielson. It was a solid match. Moxley won as expected. Uh, yeah, there was. Uh, they were focusing on MJF the whole time. I, I did like his, his, his reactions and stuff. What I didn't like was him holding the chip. Like, he had it, like, cradled under his arm like it was a briefcase. That was a little over the top for me. Um, you know, otherwise it wasn't. Very, very WWE-like with the, the chip. Yeah. But it, it, you want to differentiate yourself from the, don't Don't do that. But, however, we're going to stay with you as long as this match takes. It doesn't matter. We're here for you, the fans. As soon as that goddamn fucking bell rang, they're like, peace out. Check us out on Rampage. Yep. You see Danielson rip the title from Regal. Regal, yeah. And then, good night. And we're on to La Femme Nikita, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm thinking good of call, Raw. Call. I like it. Run with it. <laughs> but... It pissed me off because I was like, well, I wanted to see what happened here, man. Did he hand the title over willingly? Was he pissed? Whatever. Nope. Did you see what happened? You pulled, you just pulled a WCW, you fucker. Yeah, pretty much. They showed the video. He just put the belt on Moxley for him, raised his hands. Uh, everything's all good. I think it was the snapping Meh. was more of a, I want to present it to him, right? Something like that. So even that was a letdown. Right, look at uh, quite possibly. I, 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 quite I'm possibly. personally gonna. I, I hang on. Wait. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move this away. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a conversation, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna away. All right. Tony Storm. She retained that paper title. Pack. It made me laugh that as he defeated Orange Cassidy, he hit him with the hammer to the bell and they're like oh my god and everybody's like it's a heel turn motherfucker pack has been technically a heel yeah no one's ever said he was a face 
Why are we calling it that? Do you need to have that much of a turn each week? See in the top topic. But before we get into the, the, the big thing that will piss us both off, I want to say, look it. I am all for enjoying your seats, enjoying your time, <laughs> where you're at. But to the two cocksuckers in the front row that are on the camera side that decide to throw up the titles that they could not defend if they even tried to in a fucking thumb wrestling match, you guys were ruining some really cool camera angle movements. And I'm sure you saw it too. The entire first match was thrown to shit by it. The tag title match, same thing. These two douchebags. Oh, I got a title. I got a title. I'm a that boy. I'm a that boy. Ah. Fucking assholes. <laughs> Look it. Know your place. Know your goddamn lane. But now, let's get in to the fucking R.O.H. Title match. I don't even want to talk about it. Just go ahead. Go. Uh, I don't want to talk uh, about it. Go ahead. Go. It opened up the show. Go ahead. I don't want to talk about it. Just, you know, just which, which, fucking, which, you know. Okay. It makes sense to open talk, the show. I, I, you. You got it. <laughs> Claudio uh, went to the European uppercuts a little too much. Other than that, it was a solid match. Other than the fact that fucking Chris Jericho won. What did that accomplish? Exactly what did that accomplish? Chris Jericho needs to be gone. I'm sorry. Not sorry. Time All to right. go. Other than him and CM Punk being the only guys who have hold, uh, held like the WWE world title, ROH, and AEW title. Cool. Awesome. Great. Grand. <laughs> Why did Claudio lose his Ring of Honor world title after beating Jonathan Gresham. We're talking about like a wrestling theme uh, setup going here. Code of Honor. Jericho? Yeah, thank yeah. you. And Jericho? Why? Yep. Because Garcia has the pure title and it works into the JAS storyline. Pissed. Hate it. Not happy. Terrible. Um, it's funny because you messaged me at, like, I don't... Well, hmm. probably when that match ended. Right at the end Yo, of the match. Yep. You live? Nope. I'm having some uh, Wi-Fi issues. I'll, I'll catch up later. And when I saw the time of your text, I went back and I watched. And as the match finished, I go, yeah, I, I, I can understand why he is, he's asking <laughs> me that. Are you shitting me? Yeah, I don't know it, anybody who's on board with Jericho winning the Ring of Honor title. It, it's nobody, all right. We'll talk to you in the uh, top topic. All right, I, I think um, because he, they think it's going to get heat on him, and they they played it up because now it's Jericho's eighth world title. Fine, but a not fine. Not if fine. you want to call it a world title, then let's start counting all of Ric Flair's title reigns that weren't counted right yeah right yeah all right let's move on um did you see the botch fest that opened up rampage i didn't but i did see uh she who showed up ha he thus okay 
So, Sting and Darby Allen are taking on Brody King, Buddy Matthews. And while Sting is handcuffed to a chair in the ring, first, Brody King and Darby Allen are fighting on the top of the ramp and they fall off the ramp onto a table. Later, it's shown that Darby got very busted open from this uh, spot. Hang on. Part two to come. Hmm. If you didn't think that was enough, Julia Hart took a table spot in the which uh, in the likes I have never seen in my entire life. I've never seen anybody go off of the apron and take a table spot and only take out a chunk of the table that is the size of your own fucking two ass cheeks. That's it. She took out <laughs> just the center like a fucking little ping, like a little spot of it and just moved on but hit her head on the ground. It was horrible. But I've never seen a table not break, but only take out just the ass cheek version in the center. It was ass. new. If you were trying for it, well done. You weren't fucking shitty. And weekly coronet reference, you shouldn't do that spot. You shouldn't have done the spot. It it served no purpose. Mm-hmm. It. It did nothing for Julia. It did nothing for Sting or anybody else. Because your biggest part of the night should have been where you left it, which was the Great Muda. There you go, ODM. Shout out for you. Yes. Shows up. Now, this was cool. You play the double side. Is he on... Brody King and Buddy Matthews side, or is he with Sting and Darby? And just as you think he's going to take out Sting, blows that green mist. And it was it was fucking awesome. And he's siding with Sting. And it was great because it was the side of Sting that you see in Impact Wrestling with the, the Joker Sting. He was laughing his ass off. He was like, you, <laughs> you think you got it? Okay, just wait. And then, bam, the fucking lights went off. It was fucking awesome. Kind of like that out of Sting, man. I, I, I like it. And from what we know, this is Muda's final tour, right? It's his yep. last year in wrestling. The fact that he showed up there and saved Sting... Got me some goosebumps. Well, there, there's more to come. Actually, uh, his last Muto's last match is going to be in Japan against Sting. Read that, and that's absolutely Good amazing. Shit. Yep. So, to finish off Grand Slam, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Jade Cargill, she retained her title. Hook and Action Bronson, for some reason, fucked me over on points. Mm-hmm. Matt Menard and Angelo Parker did not win in that match. But I cannot believe it. You know what? I'm going to rename him because I don't want to take <laughs> Cornette's name. Hangry Man Page. 
He won the Battle Royal and is now the number one contender. So now we have two number one contenders. That's where AEW's booking is gone. We have MJF and Adam Page as your yeah. number one contenders. Why in the motherfuck, after everything that happened with your media scrum, why would you do that? What are you thinking about? It's a good question. All right, good question. All right, good stuff. All right, look at tonight. Soraya is going to speak on Dynamite. We got the Jericho Appreciation Society is going to be celebrating in Philly their roots of Ring of Honor as well as Jericho is going to be taking on Bandito. And John Moxley will be taking on rock hard Juice Robinson in a world title eliminator match. So Moxley's going to bleed. Moxley's going to win. Let's move on. All right, look at in our upcoming pay-per-view uh, events here, we got Extreme Rules, we got Declaration of Power, Crown Jewel, and Full Gear. We are going to keep you up to date on every one of those pay-per-views as they draw closer. However, it's time to bring some shit to the table. Just bring it, bitch! All right, all right, all right. So the A4 Oh, Matthew McConaughey is here. All right. right. (laughs) As usual, my bring it to the tables usually relate to something I just saw on the internet when I was scrolling through Twitter or Facebook. And this week is no different. Porn. Um, Wrestling-themed porn, (laughs) obviously. Um, I mean, we are talking about... Never mind. Um... So yeah, it was, yeah. it is it was somebody dark. just posting, it, this is, <laughs> you're just prattling on, I'm not, I'm not hearing anything you're saying. You probably shouldn't. Yeah, that's probably it's right. Late. Save it for the wars. It was, it was a fan saying, uh, I always dreamed if, if WCW took on WWF, this would be my match. Uh, and I wrote in the notes, it was five on five. I was actually wrong at six on six. So. Uh, I thought it was interesting. So the WWF, it's pretty standard. Uh, You got Taker, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Rock, Austin, and Mankind. Right, that's pretty standard for the six. I feel like WCW, I wanted to swap out some people, but I had a hard time thinking of who I would have swapped out with. Uh, You got Goldberg. You got DDP. You got Sting. Hollywood Hogan. Rick Steiner. I'm sorry, Scott Steiner, and Booker T. Kind of feel like I want to take Steiner out of there. Please do. Yeah. I don't know. I would have taken fucking Alex Wright in his stupid dancing at that point. (laughs) Let's put Disco Inferno in there while you're at it. (laughs) Disco! Oh, God. But I got it. I get what you're saying. I'm with you. You know what? And especially in the spirit of this time of year, you got war games, you got Survivor Series. Yeah, man. I'm with you. See? What I want to bring to the table to you is I have began my new descent into watching something that is... Porn? 
<laughs> I wasn't ready for that. It's a cliche. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> All right, no. Hang on. So, fuck. Where was I going with this? Um. All right. Scrambled eggs. Sunny side up. Against the wall. No. Okay. No. Uh, I I've been I, I've been thinking about what is going to be my new thing that I am going to pay attention to on the side. I love doing the Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. but I think for the first time ever, I am about to dive into. Um, it was either going to be going back into the beginning of Ring of Honor. You know, I have my ways of seeing everything that they have. Or, I feel like I want to watch all four seasons of Lucha Underground. And I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice if I don't. And from you to Lil John, everybody who has said, like, just check it out. I think that that is going to be my new thing I'm going to be checking out on the side. So you maybe hear me bringing it up every now and then, but I'm going to get into Lucha Underground. Here we go. Seasons one through four. However, if I am going to get in a DeLorean and do anything, well, I'm shooting my ass back 25 years. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future! Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Are we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! You want a war? You're gonna get me. Mean Generation X invades WCW tonight! Now, I've been sitting back for a couple of years while you and the World Wrestling Federation have spread your legs like some cheap whore for all the so-called superstars of the World Wrestling Federation. Let's face it, you know as well as I do that none of them, not one of them, could lace my boots. Monday Night Wars! Oh, wait a minute, that's the wrong thing. Never mind. All right. Starting off with Raw, we're in Albany, New York on September 29th, 1997, the go-home show for Bad Blood. Just going in. (laughs) Ball's in. All right, let's go. All right, go. Let's see when ready. All right. Off guard. Didn't have a drink or anything. Go. Drinking water. What's this world fucking coming to? Oh, God. We, we start off wrong. Hey, but can, can you blow me with the Pampers? <laughs> Just one little binger. Then I got to go. <laughs> I didn't exhale. <laughs> Good answer, man. <laughs> Works for me. All right. Way off it's guard. Nothing to do with Monday Night Wars. Let's move on. We start Raw off with a, a, a video package on Austin talking about him being a rattlesnake. They show the stunners he's given to Jim Ross, Sergeant Slaughter, Jerry Lawler, Vince McMahon. Uh, starts off our show. McMahon gets into the ring, calls out HBK. He is with D-Generation X. 
this is uh you've probably seen this in multiple like you know video packages the monday night wars the formation of dx and all that this is where they're really starting to come into their element they're doing the bunny ears on mcmahon Shawn michaels is fucking with vince the entire pro flicking his ear giving him wet willies <laughs> look while as much as i think it's awesome it's funny you're having fun if i was vince i would have fucking throat chopped you yep quick it was pissing me off you how do. much he was doing it <laughs> oh it was a lot uh he uh, vince asks rick root who he's with he says, uh, hey, Vincent. Oh, uh, Jesus. The most insurance uh, <laughs> referenced answers of all time. time. Vince, you're in Jesus. some serious protection plan with Austin running around. Um, and, and then you, I guess one of the reasons you could tell Vince was pissed because he goes, all right, now on to the wise ass of the WWF. <laughs> he goes, that's over to Sean. Uh, it's a promo on Taker and Hell in a Cell. Uh, Hang on. And- now, let me ask you a question okay you may have had the option of you and austin you're beginning stuff and you're gonna say this is the wise ass of the uh, of the wwf and people have often questioned the uh, legitimacy of montreal screwjob there's a lot more hints than i ever fucking remember you know what i mean like when it comes to him being a total dick right before the screw job i'm like hmm it kind of makes you wonder just saying yeah scott hall felt that way but that's a different story altogether i am with the bad guy <laughs> you are i don't know what that fucking uh <laughs> that was horrible uh, that, that's I'm with the bad girl. <laughs> I, I got nothing on that one. <laughs> well, No anyway, one does, because it's not a language. Oh, I thought you were going to say because he's dead. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. The fucking wars. <laughs> it's always the fucking wars. So you heard in our little sound bite at the beginning of this, uh, what happened next, it basically was Sean handing the mic over you know, to... Triple H saying it's time for him to unload on the WWF. And I loved his first line to Vince. He goes, you've always been afraid of clicks, haven't you? And <laughs> Sean played in so well. He was like, ho, 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 like really getting in his face. Um, Is this, God, I got to be honest. I'm not paying attention enough. Is this one of the first times he's actually been called Triple H, I believe so. Yeah, because I know okay. in I know in the backstage segment where because I, I don't think I think they get called the Generation X in the next few weeks, and it's the, correct. It's their backstage, the DX's backstage, Heart Foundation's in the ring, and Brett calls them a bunch of degenerates. Correct, but he's been like a. <laughs> Hunter has been taking on mm-hmm. Dude Love, not Triple H. Not Triple H. And, so, and yeah. Michael says, Triple H, go ahead, hit him with some truth, and right. hands over the mic. So, it, it, to me, it was one of the very first times I actually heard his name as that. I was like, and this is a very infamous promo. People don't remember this one. This is yep. the one where 
it's him calling out shots on the curtain call being uh, shaded on the king of the ring. Everything. It was in less words than more. Right? Like, he he didn't really... Extremely subtle. I think back then, that was very, very, very inside baseball. So, you know, apart from your internet marks, not a lot of people really knew what he was getting at. So, definitely rings a lot truer today. He did have one line that caught me off guard, and I'm like, really? That that that, That was a bit too far. He says... He goes, you and the WWF have spread your legs like a cheap whore for the so-called superstars. I'm like, he can't say that, Kenny. I'm like, that's a 2022 line, man. That's pretty. (laughs) AEW line. Uh, (laughs) Oh, see the top topic. I did. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter comes down to the ring, and he orders Triple H to face Undertaker tonight. Uh, they're already starting the Sergeant Slaughter spit gag. Sean's holding up the European title in front of his face to block the spit and really overselling that. Um, I do not care what you think. That's some funny shit. (laughs) Like, it is the... Tell me that doesn't... All right, so... Look it, I have to bring you back where I was. I always like to bring you back, you know... In that time where I remember I was, this is like, man, just about eighth grade. Shawn Michaels is playing every dickhead uh, class clown eighth grader mm-hmm. that I know, right? In how he acts, doing the, he's holding the title up in front of himself, but also doing a, but putting the tongue out and go, mm, right. right? I was like, He's acting like a fucking thirteen-year-old, mm-hmm. and goddamn, it's getting over. How weird is it? And you know, I I like the watching of it and going back in time. And I'm like, oh God, I, I like how uh, Hunter held himself. Triple H or uh, Sean, like a tool. He looked like a dickhead that you just wanted to punch in the face. I'm like, you also got to remember, you got to walk the streets in public at some point, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Never forget Syracuse. (laughs) God bless the Marines. (laughs) They'll make you lose your smile. (laughs) You got to do do the air quotes when you say Marines. Yeah, Brett comes out, uh, doesn't really say much. They just, uh, this is uh, another one you may have seen in like video packages. It's the ones where Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels do, they they both have their mouths wide open like, (gasps) and then they look at each other real quick and then they look back at Brett and then they look back at each other and they look back at Brett. (laughs) Well, you know, as much as they like to show that video, you know, we talk about the Die, Rocky, die. The Mm -hmm. Austin 316 signs happening the next night. They make it look like that was so natural. If you watch them. Oh, no, it's not. They couldn't (laughs) hit it on uh, on the same time. And you watch them go, let's do it again. And, And like you actually watch them mouth to each other. Let's do it again. And go back, forth, back, forth. It was... 
I was as I was rewatching, I was like, "Oh, you never actually had that as well as it looked yeah. on every they, fucking they DX promo ever." So mm-hmm. that's why we're here. We're breaking down what we thought was natural. That was not natural by any means. It took like six takes of them trying to do it. It was horrible. Yeah. It was better in the package because they edited it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, right. just like every porno. Yeah. Is that a hat trick? <laughs> I it's don't not, know what no kind bumper, of sound no you want me to make one. with that, no so I'm just going to move on. No bumper. <laughs> Lawler calls Triple H and, and Wait, I can make a sound. Just... No, please, dear God, no. <laughs> Uh, we get a long recap of the post-match uh, to Shawn Michaels and Bulldog at one night only. You're good? You need a second? I'm fine. <laughs> Move on. I'm good. <laughs> okay. We got cameras in the back. We're waiting on the arrival of Austin. Uh, next, we get Bulldog versus Vader. Vader hits a Vader bomb, and then the Heart Foundation just runs in for a DQ and a beatdown. Brett locks in the figure four post-spot. Patriot runs out for the save. Numbers are too much. Same treatment for him. Uh, they're both laying down in the ring, and they lay the Canadian flags on top of them. Next, we get uh, the next semifinal for the IC title tourney. It's going to be Farouk versus Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed uh, is with Shamrock and LOD. Uh, Ahmed's hand is taped up because apparently in a previous match, he got thrown to the outside and impaled his hand on a nail that was sticking out of their new announce desk. <laughs> is that kayfabe or is yeah. that? Well, like, so I, I'm here's, not sure. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. They did replay the video and you definitely see him roll and he kind of stops himself by putting his hand on the announce table and he definitely pulls it back real quick like something happened. Now, Ross is saying he has no feeling in two fingers. Uh, and it's going to have to be surgically repaired, and it's all taped up. They showed it. It, it, it. I think I've bled more from a paper cut. It reminded me of the time that Kalisto was out of the ring, and he like hyperextended his pinky, and he's like, "Stop the fucking match! Stop it! I'm done! I know, right? Fucking done!" <laughs> yeah, Kalisto, what a character that guy was, huh? Yeah, so naturally the match is Farouk working the hand. Uh, and they're on the floor at one point. He run, uh, Ahmed runs Farouk into the stairs, uses the stairs on Farouk's arm. Ref tries to stop him. Farouk just decks him. And it's a DQ. Farouk wins and advances. Uh, there's a brawl in the ring afterwards, and the faces stand tall at the end. We're fortunate again after this to get another Sable laser tag ad. It was fucking terrible. Next. I'm going to take my my reflectors off for this one. (laughs) New segment. Pillman's Triple X Files. Oh, yeah. Uh, A home video of him in bed with Marlena. Does not look very pleased. Uh, It was kind of rapey. It was kind of rapey. Can't say I cared for it. Yeah, I'm chubbing up. Uh, and then Vince says, hopefully it's not the last of Pillman's Triple X files we see. Ooh, sometimes timing is just Jesus. Not good. I know you can't see the future, but uh, yeah. Uh, Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I wonder if mm-hmm. they filmed multiple of them and they have them. Like there's more that they just never aired. Oh, I'm sure. 
All right. You know what's crazy is you would think it's going to be, well, it's like, man, like in the next week or so, it's like, God damn, it sucks. You would think the cringiness will stop. It's not going to. Nope. Only one way to go up. And that would be Sultan versus Goldust. We get Dude Love on commentary. Goldust wins. Uh, he's got a half. Oh, yeah. He's got half the face paint and he's got the skull. Almost Darby Allen ish. I was just going to say, I'm so glad you said that. The most pre Darby Allen looking face I've ever seen. So, this is what you want to watch. You want to go to September 29th, 1997, Monday Night Raw. Look at Goldust. How he has the look, the half face, the skeleton. As soon as I saw it, I was like, did Darby watch this exact one and go, and there's my character? (laughs) Right. I mean, it's certainly possible. It was dead, but it was really cool to see it. So I'm so glad that was your... Your reference, good for you. Yeah, Good for you! (laughs) I get a sticker. At the end of the match, uh, Goldust looks at his wedding ring, kisses it. Apparently him and Marlena will be reading their wedding vows on Raw next week. Wonder how that one's going to turn out. Jesus Christ. All right. Hour two. Hour hour two starts with a bang. Austin comes out to the ring. Uh, Some promos you just watch. It's Austin versus yep. McMahon. Vince is hesitant to get into the ring. Austin says, get your ass in here. Basically, McMahon says, well, you've got three options. Next week, you can bring your certificate from the doctor saying you can wrestle. Uh, or you can sign basically a liability waiver. Or you can get fired. Austin references McMahon's. He goes, you know, that stack of dimes you call a neck. Sean used that same exact line earlier in the night. So, yep. Um, the, the, he jaws with Vince. So, basically, you know, basically it's the bottom line because that's what Stone Cold said. So, right. Austin goes to the floor and just keeps fucking with that command and eventually just double birds him and walks off. It was great. And I think he threw like the, the ring hammer or the, the bell hammer at him or something. He threw something at him. Um, just getting heated. It was awesome. I think it was the hammer. Yep. Yeah. Next, we get Headbangers versus Los Bariquas, specifically Jesus and Jose for the tag titles. The Godwins run in. Brawl with I like Bariquas. him very much. <laughs> but he no help with curveball. <laughs> when, when did Uncle Cletus... say Jesus can't, can't well, hit a curveball? <laughs> Let's not start a Holy War Harris, okay? <laughs> When did Uncle Cletus join the Godwins? Did I miss something? Well, look it. I'm not sure when, but I had to go ahead and do a little bit of dirt uh, dirt digging into dirt. this. Do you know who he is? Is He is the plumber, T.L. Hopper. That's ah. who Uncle Cletus is. They were like, hey, man. Uh, got the overalls already. Can you dye your hair black and your beard black? Yeah. All right, cool. We're putting you with the Godwins. All right, enough said. Yeah. All right, well, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We we don't need that uh, plunger. Get rid of it. You're, <laughs> you can leave fine. that behind. <laughs> you sure? I'm fine. Owen comes it's, to the ring. It's, it's going to be... I'm sorry. 
It's I don't get it. I, I you're right though. That's the whole point. Yeah, it's I like, didn't. You had Hillbilly yeah. Jim with the Godwins, and then pff, gone. You know, like right. Kaiser Soze, and the next thing you know, <laughs> Uncle Cletus. Boom. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't remember it, and I want to forget it as soon as I can. So there's that. We get Owen to the ring. Uh, basically, kind of promo. It's going to be him versus Farouk for the IC title. Owen has a shirt on. It says Owen 316. On the back, it says, I just broke your neck. <laughs> Does that not tell you the end of the match between him and Farouk? I'm like, why? It's. I get it. I like it. I already know what's going to happen, but I'm like, why did you do that shirt right there? It should have been about him, Farouk. Who am I? Just a fan. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Just a drunk fan. Well, even you could do better than other promotions, and we'll be talking about that very shortly. Uh, Owen was escorted to the ring by cops in riot gear. Uh, basically, he's in the ring talking to Vince, saying he wants Vince to fire Austin. Uh, and naturally, as Vince is starting to leave the ring, one of the cops takes off his mask, and it's Austin. Hits a stunner on Owen, double birds, and he powders through the crowd to avoid the, the real cops. Well, the kayfabe cops, whatever. It was kind of a cool moment, man. Like... Just when you're like, all right, this moment just got stale. Mm-hmm. It's taken on too long. Bam! It was Austin in there, and you know what? It reminded me. It's not. This is like one of like several times Austin does this, and, oh, yeah. and it's kind of cool. Like, like as a cameraman, this a beer man, whatever, and very Doctor. well done. I wasn't, oh, yeah, the doctor for sure, but I wasn't ready for it. Me neither. Just ready to hit skip. Like, let's move on a little bit. All of a sudden it happened, I go, oh, 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 oh." (laughs) that was a good move. I liked it. These are fun times with Austin. These are fun times. Yep. I, yep. Here we go. All right, main event. Triple H versus Undertaker uh, starts before the match starts. They show a video of Hell in a Cell being built. Uh, Undertaker's jumped on the ramp by Bulldog and Hart on his way out. Uh, Patriot and Vader come off and fight them off. Then Triple H and Shawn Michaels go on the ramp and beat down Taker. Match hasn't even started yet. Taker rallies, chases Shawn into the ring. Triple H comes in, jumps him. Match starts. Rude hits Taker with the briefcase. It's a DQ. Loved this. Rude opens up the briefcase. I'm like, oh, is he going to have like a brick in there? Nope. Nope. Opens up the briefcase, takes out a fucking body bag. Pop. Uh, Sean hits sweet chin music on Taker. They put him in the body bag. And as expected, as DX is celebrating, Taker sits up while he's in the body bag. In the body bag. It was cool. Rips, Rips it open. Um, he chases, I'm sorry, Undertaker chases Sean and Triple H, uh, to the back. Sean tries to go through the curtain, but when he opens it, it's red light and smoke. He gets freaked out. He comes back out and he climbs up the Tron to escape. End of the show. Now, how, let's just say in a non-spoiler way, Mm -hmm. they teased it. Mm Mm-hmm. Before Bad Blood. I think that's very cool. Let's yeah. just say that right there. I, I As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh. 
Mm-hmm. I I didn't expect that. I, I like I knew what what was to come. Sure. But I thought it would come out of nowhere and how they did it. Well done. I do miss the Michael's Rude Helmsley China era. I really do. I think it's better than the with uh, New Age Outlaws and X-Pac angle. I, personally, I, I always liked the earlier years. Yeah, I, I could go either way. Uh, that might actually be a really good debate one day. Oh, you're an X-Pac, Mark. Put it. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Break it down. All right, whatever. Break Let's go down. to Nitro. Nitro. Open up with it. We get a video package. Hey, guess who's on Nitro? Six. Your boy. Six. Six Pac. <laughs> Open up with a package about the DDP Savage feud. Start off with DDP versus Bagwell. Uh, we see Raven at ringside <clears throat> with Stevie sitting behind him. Uh, Buff and the ref do, you know, the argue spot, uh, and DDP rolls up Bagwell for a two count. Vincent gets on the apron. We get a ref bump. Vincent tries to interfere. Uh, DDP hits a cutter on him, then on Bagwell. Three count. And then DDP leaves through the crowd, but he gets in Raven's face as he goes through the crowd. I liked it. It was a quick little... It was quick. Uh, how do you want to... It was like a... Yeah. A passing I got lance. you, man. We, we're, we're, neither of us want to be on Team WCW or NWO by ourselves. I got you. I got you. Right. It was like a quick little nod, because that's what both of them are. They're rogue. Mm-hmm. It was it was a cool moment. I liked it. Yeah. It was better than the match. <laughs> Certainly was. That's not saying much. Uh, next we got what I thought was pretty interesting. It's a uh, pre-tape from Mike Tanay, basically talking about a recurring segment they're going to be doing where they're talking about the history of luchadors. Listen, I like the history. I like the history lessons. That could have just been like a, a VHS you could have sold. You didn't have to put that like weekly on Nitro. I know you're trying to fill time here. They made it seem... All right, look at man. Jesus. I'm going to sound so fucked up on how I want to say this, and this is not a, a Wendy Chu segment, but I'm Don't saying like... It. <laughs> as hard as they were pushing the segment, wouldn't Mike Tanay as many months as he's been talking about the luchadors, he would have had all this down. And now they're like, well, Mike Tanay has just recently got some, he gotten into the history of luchador. I'm like, ah, we're like eight, nine months behind. <laughs> to me, it was just random out of nowhere. I was yeah, like, was. where are we going with this? Yeah. That's what I mean. Sure. Maybe they just needed a segue to the next match. Which was Rey Mysterio versus El Caliente. Was it? Was it? Well, perhaps. I don't know. I've never heard of him. He had a mask on, then he put on one of Ray's masks and it got ripped off later. And commentary is basically the just hot. giving Tanay they're just they're just giving Tanay shit. They're going like, What the fuck's going on, man? This is your job. You didn't know who Goldberg was, you don't know who El Caliente is? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. At least when a play week to week, good for you. <laughs> It's very obvious from the get-go who El Caliente is. And they they reference it halfway through the match, and they expose it at the end. It's it's Eddie. So. It bothers me yeah. that as the pin happens, Ray wins. He takes them. He's trying as hard as he can to take mm-hmm. the mask off. 
it's a very heel thing to do to to unmask anybody. How sure are you that it was Eddie? You had to take the mask off. It was weird and it was uncharacteristic of him. To me, I found it very random that he was trying so hard to unmask it. Was it Eddie? Yes. But it was weird that Ray was the one doing it. I Especially I, since in about a year or two, yeah, he's going to have to take his shit off because Bischoff thought it was a good idea. Or Russo. Mm-hmm. Bischoff. Yeah, it was Bischoff. Yeah, I, I think it's extenuating at this point. One, because commentary was making it very clear who it was from the get-go pretty much. And it was obvious that Ray knew who it was. So I, I understand what you're saying. Yes, it is very heelish, especially when it comes to a luchador mask. Because what if he was wrong? Then he would be shamed. Right. However, do you know what this is about to lead to? This is about to lead to Ray versus Eddie Halloween Havoc. Havoc, yeah. 97. Yep. One of the greatest WCW matches of all time. The greatest <laughs> cruiserweight championship match in WCW history. So. 100%. Oh, man, am I excited to rewatch this one. That's that ranked high on our one list. Plus, plus what they've already re-mentioned, the DDP Savage 3. Mm-hmm. You know, Halloween Havoc 97 was not pulling punches. Plus, you say, got, already got two Piper and Hogan in a cage. Yeah. So, it, it, it's... I'm excited to see this. Like I said, I was just, I it was uncharacteristic of Ray, not a fan, but I get it. Let's move on. Moving on. Gene's on the ramp. He calls out the giant. Jason, giant is facing Hennig tonight, and Giant says, Paybacks are hell. Hooray. Right after that, we get Sting in the crowd. Quick sighting. Yes. Yes, thank you. I appreciate the uh, acknowledgement. Do you feel like. Uh, Giants promos have gone downhill. Yeah, just a little bit. Let's go back about six, seven, eight months ago. We're like, wow, he is rocking it. Mm-hmm. Like having some good ones where how he just, he sounds like a giant. Right now, he's like every other guy. He's like, I'm a wrestler and I'm going to fight you. Grr. U.S. versus <laughs> foreign. Yeah, it was. It's just. He sucks now. Yeah. It bothers me. Yeah. It, it's noticeably worse. Throw it out there. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I, I As I watched this the other day, I go, I got to bring this up. It's been bothering me for a couple of weeks, but maybe it's now. All right. I got to bring it up. It's really pissing me off enough. No, absolutely. I think that's why I didn't really write much because I was listening. And I'm like, I'm really not listening to any of this. Hey, remember about a year ago, the Giant w- would weekly, uh, on a weekly basis, choke slam people through the VIP section at ringside? Oh, my God, I missed that. <laughs> remember that? The Four Horsemen, like, <laughs> extremely nice dining setup with champagne and, like, and a giant turkey and, and stuff. <laughs> and fruit and cheese. <laughs> oh, the good old days. Wait, yeah. can we take a break? I want to go accept some fruit and cheese. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. I got a platter out now. Come on over. Next we get Goldberg versus the Barbarian. He went to the jackhammer. That's two. Uh, they're playing. They're not playing his music yet. He's got different music. I kind of dug it. It was kind of a generic music, but I thought it was pretty good. Yep. I'm surprised they didn't stay with it. 
Uh, I kind of like again. it when they call him Bill Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bill Goldberg. Uh, All of a sudden, he became a Donna. One name. Boo. Oh, your mother's a boo. Go. <laughs> what you say about my mama? Huh? All right. Hey, hey nobody's mama's an astronaut, all right? <laughs> mother's too dumb Tell me you pick the bitch up. <laughs> uh, Gene tries to stop him on the ramp again. Shows a picture of him uh, at Georgia University playing football. Goldberg pushes the camera off and walks off. Gene says, hey, I kind of like it. He's like, all right, you know what? You say you're a nobody, but you're full of shit. I kind of <laughs> like how Gene came at him about it, and he still pushed him off. He's like, <laughs> it was kind of funny. He's like, I did my research. How about that now? Still push him away. All right, well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, they're trying to capture that uh, Austin thing. Just never, you know. They tried to. They, when you try to make something organic, it it doesn't work. It. I mean, it. Let, hey, let's not let's not kid ourselves. It fucking worked. Yeah, it's about to work from about one hundred and thirty-seven to zero. But let's move on. Yeah. Uh, right after that, he calls out uh, Larry Zabisco, asking about refing at Halloween Havoc, and he says, "You know what? The worst thing I could, you know, I could, you know, I could interfere with the match. I could cause Scott Hall to lose." He goes, "But the worst thing I can do to him is to call it fair." And, uh, and then Gene says, bite this, Scott Hall. <laughs> Gene's getting saucy tonight. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, Tony Schiavone's talking about walking off a commentary after the assault on Flair at War Games. Uh, and Flair is going to be calling in to give major announcements about his career later tonight. Next, we get Juventud Guerrero versus Disco Inferno. Maggot! Inferno. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. What a throwback to last week. Uh, I thought my earbud just gave out. <laughs> I thought you said the wrong thing. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, uh, Alex Wright distracts the ref and Jackie helps, and Jackie tries to talk to Disco Inferno afterwards, and they walk off. I don't know what the fuck's going on, and I really don't care. No, it's been kind of a weird thing. It's Ugh. not making sense. Not it's wishy washy. Yeah, I'd rather listen to a promo from the Giant. Be quite honest with you. Grr, choke slam, grr. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Macho you're making promo. him sound like the great Kali. <laughs> Hang on, he was better than that. Okay, I play. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker just wanted to play ping pong, all right? I know, right? Uh, yeah, next we get Jeff Jarrett versus Mongo. Deborah's on the apron to distract Mongo, slaps him. Jeff Jarrett hits an awkward elbow and rolls him up with his feet on the ropes for the pinfall. And Mongo chases Deborah to the back. Hooray! Yeah, uh, I'm done seeing this match too many times. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's over. She left you, bro. That part's done. <laughs> And she's going to leave Jarrett soon. Give so. it up, man. Yeah, she's going to leave Jarrett soon, so, you know. There's another D it. in her breath. All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, Scott Hall comes out with six. Hall's on crutches. He says, don't worry about the crutches. If I have to crawl to Halloween Havoc to beat the shit out of uh, Luger, I will. Uh, calls out Zabisco. 
And that leads us into our next match, which is Jericho versus Six. Uh, on the Peacock version, uh, they use break Peacock! the walls. They use break the walls down again, so they must be using the Pearl Jam ripoff again. Uh, Hall gets on the apron. Uh, Six is able to lock in the Buzzkiller with the distraction. Hall backs the ref into the corner, pulls up his shirt, and starts patting his belly. I'm not going to lie. I can't tell if it was a planned segment or Hall was drunk. I'm not <laughs> sure what part. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he lifted his shirt and started playing with the ref's fat belly, I was like, ah, was this planned? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit much. Uh, Zabisco comes out to the ring. Six breaks the hold. Zabisco said, play with my belly. Seat. Yep. <laughs> I'll take it. I ain't going anywhere. Bakery ain't even open yet. <laughs> I got it. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, Luger joins, stands, to, uh, stands next to Zabisco. They stand toe to, uh, toe to with, with the NWO who powders. Next, we get uh, our, we get our phone call with Flair. Uh, he's oh, the, Jesus. Yeah, this one was a little rough. He, he watched the tape back to see what Hennig did to him. He says, you know what? I'm the dirtiest player in the game. I've been saying it for years, so you shouldn't feel bad to me. I want to thank Kurt Hennig for the wake-up call. Uh, then, <laughs> then he starts talking about Hogan. He says, you can't wear my robe, pal. I will come back to take it back. <laughs> Anytime somebody says pal, he I never does. But he also never does. Uh, I, he says uh, he wants Benoit and Mongo to go their own way, wants them to go to achieve their own future. He's breaking up the horsemen for a grace period, but he has business to take care of, and he wants to Mongo, keep chasing that wife of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Don't chase that anymore. It's not going to happen. Benoit, keep chasing those dreams. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on and move past, man, because next what we've got is Bischoff to the ring for another uh, promo that uh, was almost as bad as the Giants. Uh, so Aww. I really don't have much to say. Uh, after that, we get Wrath versus Luger. Who do you think won that one? We got our main event. It's Hennig versus the Giant. Uh Bischoff joins Luger. commentary for that. Hmm? Luger. What'd I say? <laughs> oh, you said you, who do you you're think just won? guessing now. <laughs> you're just guessing now. <laughs> okay. Yes, you are correct. Luger won. Luger did defeat Ralph. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's what I had. <laughs> this match wasn't much to speak of. What I will say was impressive was Kurt Hennig hitting the perfect plex on the giant. It was only for a two count. But that motherfucker got him over and hit the bridge perfectly. It was impressive. After the giant kicks out, he does a kick up to his feet. That was fucking impressive. That was extremely impressive. Yeah. Uh, choke slam. NWO runs in. Giant cleans house. Eventually gets overtaken. Sting comes out. NWO powders. Sting drops the bat to the outside of the ring, so the NWO says, okay, now we can attack you, and Sting just cleans house. See you next week, folks. Wait, they ended on a weird note? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Let's go to Top Topic. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... Best there is! 
decisions are a completely bias-based order based off the professor and ODM made it and as always they like to let you know they have not worked in the business but have been lifelong invested fans much like you our listeners with not only their opinions involved but with countless amount of hours of research done each week they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up however they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs if there is anything you want to chat about bring to their attention if there is something they missed or forgot or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com as always they do appreciate all feedback and continued support at the end of the day they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die and now this week's top topic All you had to do was just basically do the opposite of what the WWE did, and you would have been fine. Nope. Nope. For the first year, AEW, I really feel like, was running on, like, the right the right cylinders, right? Everything was firing. It was everything was in the... Yeah, the, the, the pot was catching on the, the spaghetti. And to me, over the last, man, I would say solid year, AEW has had a lot of faults. So I'm going to say this down in just one main point in 15 pots. There you go. A little back to, back to school <laughs> nice reference. One. Nice one. I like it. Hey. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, look, at, I, I want to break down what, where has AEW gone wrong? There's a lot of things they can fix, but I think a lot of these uh, points I'm going to bring up, none of these should be a surprise, but all extremely, I think, very curable. But we're going to elaborate. I made the joke about, you know, one thing and then, you know, 15 parts. But it really is going to be 15 main points about what we're going to talk about uh, is where AEW has gone wrong and what they can do to fix us. Um, but let's let's get into the main first one for me is, look at I absolutely love the balls that you guys got, right? It, it seems like you want to seem like you're you're playing with the big boys you're not i think when all those sparklers went off in the weird way with moxley and omega that's not enough for me um you have way too many wwe references 
quit acting like you're playing with the big boys because you're not at this point. Would you agree? Yes. Listen, there's nothing wrong with making a reference here and there, but you're in no position, especially as of late, to be taking shots across the bow with your fucking statements about, oh, the real crown jewel is going to be in Arthur Ashe Stadium. The fuck it isn't. Right. Right. Fuck it is. <laughs> Shit, even I will admit that it's Logan Paul and Roman Reigns is the real crown jewel. Yeah. And I don't want to, but I'll admit it. Stay in your lane. Know where you should be and and know your role and shut control. Your mouth. Yeah, man, like a hundred percent. Control your own controllables. To the next thing. Look at I know everybody loves that AEW is known for letting wrestlers wrestle, right? But sometimes, it, thank you, and some, you always hear people say, less is more. Well, more is often less to me. The more moves that you do, the more flippy doos and and all these jumps and moves and everything to me it's the less of anything at all in it it, it, it it dulls down every time you do one of those moves mm-hmm. number one number two it kills all storyline to the match itself your match should have a story being told to the audience whether in the arena or at home in going back to seeing United Empire versus Death Triangle, while I loved it, Phoenix landed in the goddamn sixth row because he was trying to do a move, right? Come on. By the way, Phoenix broke his goddamn arm doing a stupid move with Luchasaurus earlier this year. Um... Darby Allen was thrown down a goddamn pile, uh, a set of stairs in a body bag. I don't know. What else we got? Blood and Guts, one and two, Stadium Stampede, everything. It, 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 it's sometimes more is less. Does that make sense to you, ODM? It shouldn't look like, a vi- like you're playing a video game. A hundred percent. Oh, my God. Thank you. You, best way to put it you know you know adam page is going to do that flip off the top turnbuckle to the floor every time and land it perfectly does a fucking triple lindy yeah. lands right on his feet every match it's gonna happen a young bucks match to me very much mirrors a <laughs> a, a video game you're right just on infinite mode uh from there you know, like I said, we have 15 points. I'm going to go back where we're at number 13 here. You have a giant roster with only three hours of TV time a week. Now, Dynamite is two hours. Rampage is set to be just one hour. And nine times out of ten, it's pre-recorded with the Dynamite set up for the night, right? This is killing them. I do not watch Rampage. If it was live, different story. Right. But because I can read the spoilers, eh, I'm good. And 
while I can see how they have tried to split the rosters in certain ways where some guys are on Rampage more than they are on, on Dynamite, they're shooting themselves in the foot. A draft is 100% needed at this point. But personally, I think Dynamite and Rampage need to be two separate live shows drafted rosters. But is that too WWE-like for you? It is a little bit. Um, you know, for me, I definitely agree that the roster is a little bit too big. Uh, and I understand what you're saying about two shows, two hours each show, both live. Uh, I get that as well. I'm not a big fan of the draft. Uh, I don't think you need that. I think you can keep people pretty, you know, cemented in their respective shows. Uh, again, this is where, while I'll agree with you, I just this is this is one of the problems. Like you said, a lot of this stuff is easily fixable. I don't see this one being one of them because I think one of the reasons that they have this format is so their wrestlers are on the road less. Probably one of the big, you know, one, not only are you getting a rich kid to pay you a, a really good salary, you know, you barely have to work once a week. You know? All right. Fair enough. So, you are TK, and coming in for number 12 for us is you said, well, shit, I got a little extra money. Daddy's going to float me some extra money. Let's buy Ring of Honor. You bought Ring of Honor for absolutely no reason other than the fact that you could use Briscoes on on pay-per-views like you did with Supercard of Honor and Death Before Dishonor. But other than that, what have you benefited besides having, okay, fine, Claudio became your, your ROH champion. Even if... Jericho, as he is, you know, your champion, fine. He's the Ring of Honor champion of a shell of its former self. Yeah. So I don't hold too much weight to that, but you bought ROH. What's the plan? Where are we going with this? Because, I mean, that's yep. another thing that kind of feeds into your previous point is, you know, you've got this giant roster now. Well, why don't you have two shows? Fuck, make one Dynamite and one Ring of Honor. Done. That can't be that hard. You turn up some new banners. Yeah, and then you're some of your – and if there's separate people on each roster, then the talent really still only has to work once a week. You know, your lesser talent that wants to make that money and make a name for themselves, maybe they got to show up for both events each day. But that's still only two fucking days a week. You know, you can do that. No. Why not? Basically, what he bought was a bunch of titles. He bought a bunch of paper titles because he, he likes belts. That boy does that, too. And you so, know what? Adderall is a hell of a drug. And that's why at number 11, we come in with, you know, Tony Khan. You know, with what's wrong with AEW, Tony Khan is now fully in charge of everything. He used to have a great mind behind him. I really feel like with Cody Rhodes. I really feel like with Cody there, people can talk any amount of shit they want. I think they had decent TV when Cody was there. It was better when he was there. 
Some of some of Cody's yeah. own feuds weren't the greatest. But Yeah, well, you know. Now this guy does a line addy and it's like I got a lot of shit to tell y'all. I got a big announcement. I got this. I got that. I got a. I got a world champion. I got a guy who can fucking throw himself in the middle of the crowd, break his foot. Ah, he's your world champion. Ah, he's just all over the fucking place, man. He's just. I feel like when Cody was there, TK was a little more tamed. That's what I'm getting at. Well, he needs. Uh, we've talked about it a million times, and I'm just gonna say it. You know, now maybe again later. I've said it already. He he cannot be in charge of booking. Let no. Dustin run the booking committee and let him handle all of that. Khan can still still do his addy and go on Twitter. That's fine, you know. But yeah, it, it's it, this, this this with Dustin and Regal. I do not know how you are in any way failing anything right now. Yeah, and you know I thought of something the other day. Remember we were talking about Omega and the Bucks and all that had that talent meeting and they were talking to everybody, right? And Omega said, yeah, if Omega I were in charge, I, I wouldn't hire 80% of you. The more I thought about it, Jim Cornette would say the same exact thing. He wouldn't hire Yeah, 80% but Jim was against people. it. Not that particular statement. I mean, he agreed that it wasn't the right thing to say necessarily, but I mean... He's right. I mean, look at that roster. Would you hire eighty percent of those wrestlers? No. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I uh, wasn't ready for that question. All right. Well, hang on, man. You know what else I wouldn't do? Coming in at number ten, Ugh. I wouldn't have a four-man commentary booth. No shit. We have a minimum of three, and then they just bring a fourth man in. Well, whether it's William Regal. Uh, Chris Jericho, uh, whoever. It sounds like four guys talking over each other. I wish I had a better analogy or anything, but that's exactly what it is. It's, it's four guys talking over each other. I, it is. Uh, I Hot take here. I don't like any of them. Taz is the only one I like. Keep Taz and get somebody else who can lead. Not even do, Tony. Do, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? They're just telling Jr. he's in the old folks' home, so they're acting like his buddies from the old folks' home, and that's what. Oh, totally. Like. It's it, it's fucking terrible. They're all over the place because you got fucking Excalibur just you know screeching in at certain points. Shivani kind of just being like, "Yeah, I remember I used to do this," and Jr. being Jr. being like, "Sorry, folks, I had to." Shivani's all about the pepper charm. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Shivani remembers. Remember, I used to do this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fucking awesome. Good for you. I like that. Um, I would I would honestly say, you give me Taz and Tony, I'm okay. I'm not an Excalibur fan. I'm not nope. a Jim Ross fan in 2022. No. 97, please. 98, I'm good. Not right now. Oh, um, well, you know, it's that time of the week. I got to at least sing the song in AEW turn, <laughs> turn, turn. This past week we had a turn, turn, turn. Probably. 
Well, they said that Pack turned, even though he's been pretty much, you know. Yeah, like they're trying to shoehorn it in. Like they're trying to shoehorn it in. It's got to be at least one week. Um, And and that's what we're bringing up here, man number nine. A turn a week, and each one has little to no plans for the future. It's just someone turns, and then it's like, oh, my God. All right, guys. Well, we're still going to keep moving out with John Moxley bleeding this week. (laughs) This week on Moxley Bleeds. (laughs) All right, we'll move it on. Number eight, meaningless, going nowhere storylines. To me, the most uh, recent is Kingston and Jericho. Yeah. It was all about respect going into revolution. And if I beat you, you're going to shake my hand. And all of a sudden, we got the Jericho Appreciation Society. We got top tier guys. We got a whole fucking fight that is at double or nothing. Guys are put on the shelf for quite some time. John Ma- or uh, Eddie Kingston comes out like a zombie out of nowhere with gasoline. It's a lot of weird shit. And guess what? Not one thing was fucking resolved between Kingston and Jericho. Mm-hmm. It's that's just number one. That was the first thing that could came, come to my mind when I was thinking about things. The second one was Miro dealing with him and God. That's it. Him and his God. Oh, they can't get on the same page. Yeah, it's rough in the streets. You know it's hard out here for a pimp when you're praying on God for the rent. All right, all right, let's get on to uh, all right, number seven. Unless Chris Jericho has been involved, you have uh, the JAS, but obviously you also have the Inner Circle. Name a group that has actually done a great job. Uh, all right, well, I'll give you BCC, the Blackpool Cuckold Club. But <laughs> <coughs> each stable... There's no stables anymore, man. Like, they had it. It was going strong, and then everything just shit the bed. Yeah, you had the Elite and Death Triangle. It's really about that. House of Black never, you know, at first it was like, oh, cool. And then it was like, this is, wow, I I don't care about this as much as I thought I would. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that's a symptom of Jericho himself, but I can tell you that a lot of the shit on this show that sucks is a symptom of Jericho. We've talked about our Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. We've talked about our top wrestlers of all time. Jericho's up there. If he's not on Ru- Mount Rushmore, he's he's five or six. You know, he's close for me. Uh, I loved him back in the day. Was happy when he came to WWF. I don't want to see him anymore. I don't want to see him on commentary. I don't want. He can do voiceovers. That I'm fine with that. He does good. He does great with the voiceovers because it's just him being Fair serious. Enough. Other than that, I don't want to see him on TV in AEW anymore. I'm done with him. Yeah, I, I legit, yeah, to like, like to a T, we're on the same page. Um, number six, promoting big announcements. That's another Addy tweeter by TK where he's like got a big thing happening tonight People everybody are gonna don't freak forget out, to, man they're going to lose it freak out man this past week everyone was going to lose their goddamn mind to see Soraya 
debut, right? Right. Now, while that's what his announcement was, it was the big thing. Could it have been bigger, better? Yeah. Do I give a fuck about Soraya? Like, maybe 6% of my entire being was like, Oh, her. Yeah, yeah. Uh I got a porn I've seen with her. Um, (laughs) The NXT women's title never looks so good. But I'm just... No, it's gross. I'm just saying that, like, false hope, false promises. You are relying on surprises to come to your show. How about... Just how about whatever you leave off with was so good at the end of this episode that next week I have to show up and I have to watch. Not because you may have another brand new surprise this week. Because the more surprise you have, I'm there. But where are we going with it at the end of the day? It's the same thing as table spots. The more you do them, the less they mean. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Um, Man... I had a very high hope in the last half a year with mm. the women's wrestling. Right. But, you know, you got your Serena Deep, Thunder Rosa, uh, all, all these ladies that have been having the chance to really shine. But no one will ever be as big in the, the spotlight as Britt Baker right now. No one is as good as her in AEW. And that's an issue because Big everybody issue. else seems subpar to me. I, I think Tony Storm's coming up. I think the problem with that is everybody was like, oh, yay, it's Tony Storm. But other than that, nobody gives a shit. We haven't been given a reason to give a shit. That's part of the problem, right? Right? It's not just, oh, you got this name. Okay, well, that name shows up every once in a while, and that name wrestles somebody else with a different name, and that's it. So all these people that we wanted to care about, Miro, look look how long it took, and now even now that luster has worn off. Uh, Tony Storm, yeah. Hmm. Okay, you got Soraya now, that's great. Serena Deeb, you, you've got somebody who is at least a good wrestler, but... You know, you're not doing a whole lot with her. You're putting her out there with other people. Um, you know, you got Jamie Hayter. She's got a lot of promise. That's good to see. Uh, Ty Conti's going to kill somebody. Uh, Anna <laughs> Jay looked like she was improving. I got it. You said that with such, like, absolute, like, being sure. <laughs> hey, I've already said we're going to see Ray Phoenix die on TV one day. It might be a Darby first, but one of them's going. What's sick is it's probably going to be Ty Conti kill someone before <laughs> all of those. I'm sorry, Ty Mello, whatever. Whatever. The, it's just the tongue it, basher. It, there, there is no. Remember Nyla Rose? Remember how they dropped the ball on that one? You actually had a beast. That was her name, the Beast Nyla Rose, who could have been a dominant champ, and somebody could have taken her down. No, Kenny's Japanese fetish. Have you listened to Cornette and them talking about all the? Oh, I'm going on a tangent. We'll talk about that another time. No, but hang on. Well, we're talking about women, so we'll we'll go there. Yeah, well, there is that. But I don't think that AEW is ready for Nyla Rose. I don't think that they were ready. They were like, we're progressive. 
we're moving forward. We're, we're, we're like Sunny Kiss, Nyla Rose. Those right. should be two of your biggest things that no other company has done, and and you are should be on the main stage for that, right? Sunny Kiss, I understand. And two, <laughs> fine. But what I'm trying to say is Nyla Rose mm. should have been like at least a one year long champion by now. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. And they were too scared to pull the trigger because they thought they could be in the mix. But then they're like, ah, but what if we do? People might be like, oh, my God, she used to be. Ah, bah, 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 da, bah, bah, bah. And I, I think they Maybe. pussyfooted around it. Maybe. That's just my own personal opinion because yeah. Nyla Rose, to me, I, I, I'm pissed, legit pissed about. She, to me, it, it, we'll talk about it, number one. She yeah. is, is, like, one of the, the reasons, that, like, yeah, we'll get there. But, I mean, I, the last thing that I would say is is that, yeah, it's just uh, the overall talent isn't there, unfortunately. That's it's just the way that it is. Um, yeah, you know, you blew Nyla Rose. You put the title on Riho for some reason. Um, Ruby Soho's on a milk carton, you know. <laughs> Look, you know, I, I like the idea of a TBS title, however too soon yeah establish your one women's title that your best of the best are fighting it out i'd rather see jade cargill and ruby soho fighting it out or athena and and jade cargill fighting it out rather than her being the champion i'm saying that oh they, they they're ruining the entire women's division by too much at once it leads perfectly into uh, to the next number. Oh, God damn. You're right. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Here we go. And number four. Too many titles. Jesus. Look, I, 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 for real. Keep, keep the number for me. Ready? Here we go. AEW title. Uh, title. AEW women's title. Tag team. Trios. TBS. TNT. ROH. ROH TV, ROH Women's. I mean, Jesus, where am I at so far right now? Nine. Yeah, and I haven't even named probably everything. The Pure, the North Atlantic, that's 11. There you go. Like, uh, way too many. And then you confuse the shit out of everybody being like, hey, wait, 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 wait. This person, they have a torn rectum and they're going to be out for the next 16 to 18 months. So... They're going to be still champion. Wrecked them. Damn near killed them. Doesn't matter. Mm. They're going to still be champion. And we're going to have an, a paper champion. The interim champion. Right? At that point, not only do you have an AEW world champion, AEW interim world champion. Now we're adding on all the titles. Right? All the different amount. Nothing means anything in that company to me. Even that world title. What I thought was very cool, sacred, they did a great job for the first couple of years with. Do you know who killed the business for me? Adam motherfucking Hangman Page. Should have never been a champion. Yeah, it was a bold move. They, they, They rushed it. They rushed it. He wasn't ready yet. And I kind of showed his true colors. 
Speaking of the tag titles, you know, there's a tag title match that everybody just jerks themselves to, and that's Revolution, Omega, and Page versus the Bucks for the tag titles. Everybody thinks that's one of the best Ring of uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, uh, AEW matches. I can just tags matches of all time. Me, I could do without. <laughs> Maybe it's because of my not so much love for Paige. Right. I, I'm not sure. However, um, your tag titles, you started, okay. You had SCU, and then you gave it to Bucks, Kenny, and Omega. It got real good with Lucha, the Lucha Brothers winning it at the All Out last year. I feel like that was a good, uh, a good thing. But then, at the exact time that you brought in Red Dragon, you still had Proud and Powerful. You have FTR. You're like, guys, Jurassic Express. That's who should hold our fucking titles, and they did so for like seven or eight months. Meanwhile, FTR has every other tag title set in the world except for the one in their home promotion. Did you notice this past week even the fucking gun club made fun of them? Yeah. They look like punks. What does that tell you? They made FTR look like punks. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, And at Royal Quest, like night one or two... Aussie Open is challenging for the IWGP tag titles against FTR. They're going to drop them because yep. Aussie Open uh, is more in, is the in Japan. Japan. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So they're going to drop They're going to do business. Imagine They that. have lost. Right, but they have lost all momentum mm-hmm. that they had. Yep. They had it rocking, and it's fucking gone. They killed it. That's a good one. Let's move into number two. Debuts. You can debut someone. But, do you have a plan? Now, look at Bray Wyatt debuted in 2013. They had a plan. The Wyatt family. There was a plan. Right? Shield. There was a plan. For Christ's sake... Fandango had a plan. <laughs> Miro, you brought him over to be the best man. Yeah. He is the least person on TV. The Undisputed Era, you had all three. You had Cole, Fish, O'Reilly, and you have done dog shit. Fish and O'Reilly, at least alone, should have been a tag team championship by now. Cole, easily close to the actual champion, you know, when it was him and Adam Page, but it's totally rather him than Page, but that's just me Mm. personally. How about this one for you? Brian Danielson. You can't tell me. Jumping from WWE to here, people are like, oh, no, no, no. He's going there so he can actually do his, his craft. He can wrestle. What has he done different in AEW than he's done in WWE? So what I will say Besides is Besides bled. No, so I will say when he got in and got settled, he was one of the best heels in AEW. 
I'd say he would have yeah, been right up there with they MJF. They flopped it right and away. Then they, and then they lopped him in with Moxley. Yep. Now he's just another guy. One of the best wrestlers in the you world. Know who, you know who kills me? Hook. Yeah. You made yeah, him know, look a big one, yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. So strong. The staring in the corner to yourself at the turnbuckle, going, doing your business, and walking out was badass. Now you're tagging with a rapper. Now you are dealing with, like, tagging with fucking Orange Cassidy, basically, at this point. Like, Danhausen? Yeah. You killed Hook. Let's go into number one, man. Here we go. Why are you not pushing what brought you to the dance? Four pillars aside, okay? We all have talked about them before. But you also got the Lucha Brothers, Spears, Pack. Any one of these people by right now should have been a world title contender. Penta and Phoenix were world title contenders in every other promotion that they've ever been in. They're a fucking curtain jerker. Yep. Yeah. In AEW. Yep. They're ruining what brought you to the dance. Yep. Uh, remember sports-based entertainment? We're going to keep records and stats. Well, they keep records, but the, it is not sports-based entertainment. That's for goddamn sure. No. It's... I, I I just think that you saw a lot of new shiny objects. You mm-hmm. bought them. Look at... Was I happy to be there the night that Jeff Hardy showed up? In AEW, it was cool. It was cool. I, it was really cool to watch him dance before he decided to save his brother. However, was he worth any amount of money? Absolutely goddamn not. Yeah. I The only two people I will say that you've done decent work with in as much as... I'm like, eh, with it. It's Swirly. You've done decent work with Swerve and Keith Lee. I, I, being them as tag champs, it's a very unlikely duo. It's random to me. However, it is you saying I am invested in those guys. It's the only two guys I can get on board with. Everybody else that you brought over, you have just fucking dog shitted on. Miro kills me. How the fuck did you not capitalize on Miro? I think it all comes down to this, man. Everything you've outlined is absolutely right. You can't run a promotion with these surprises. Oh, we're going to bring this person in. Oh, we're going to bring this person in. Oh, we're going to bring this person in. We're going to do this. If this promotion was worth a damn, even when they brought in people that got injured right away, or never really got to their full extent, or you're just not pushing, the show would go on. But it's not. It's limping on. Punk's probably never coming back, even after his injury. Oh. He's probably never coming back. Jeff Hardy, you signed him for about two seconds. Miro's been a ghost. Ruby Soho's been a ghost. Christian Cage, 
I don't know what the hell's going on there. Don't care. It's it's it. it, it we were sold. Uh, a oh, all days. right. Hang on. We we got to take the left hand turn, man. <clears throat> all right. I, I I was ready to wrap this motherfucker up and call it the night, and it's already fucking midnight for us, man. But let, let's take that left hand turn, man. Real quick. You think Punk is gone from AEW? Yep. I do. I already said it uh, when we initially in season F episode one. Off of media scrum alone, or do you think? Just he's old, fight. he's tired, and he works with children. <laughs> Yo, it legit is the actual answer. Fuck, it's goddamn. It's sad because what did we get? 13, 12, 13 months of punk, and that's it. You want what we want? We want what we used to have, and we it's not hey. what we have now. All I will say is. Just as much as I am a Bills fan, I can take a loss when we can. As a as a Punk fan, I'll take a loss when we can. Um, I'm honest. I'm just uh, I'm on his side no matter what. If he walks away, fine. If he stays, cool. But to me, it's the fucking children that fucked him over. That's just me personally. Yeah, I, there's not much disagreement from uh, from me on that one. Uh, we, we, we talked about it. Uh, those assholes shouldn't have been EVPs, uh, and they demonstrated why. I mean, they've been demonstrating with their shit booking and their fear of facing FTR because they're too much of a pussy to stand up to real men. But uh, And then as EVPs, they pull that stunt, and no matter who was in the wrong inside that locker room after they went in, uh, they were wrong for going in the way that they did because I don't believe for one second that they went in are all nice and, and peaceful trying to open yeah. up lines of communication. I highly doubt it. Totally. And Kenny Omega got bit. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, well, hey, my name is a professor. I bid you a farewell. Thank you so much for listening to us this week on the Top of Wrestling. We'll be back next week with a movie of the week. More Monday Night Wars, more news, more AEW, more WWE. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good week. ODM, he has five words for you. Top of Wrestling After Dark. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing, the analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com.